0: Welcome to the Peace at Home podcast. I'm your co-host, Sinan, I'm ben. and Ben.
1: Um, um, <laughs> ha- we fucked it.
0: Happy New Year!
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: two weeks I'm off gonna- over
1: Christmas. We forgot what <laughs> we're doing.
0: But- oh my god! Normally, I say what order we're going to go in as well, and yeah. I completely blanked on that. Yeah. Uh Oh well. But but one everyone thing I everyone will gets remember. to
1: enjoy like fucking peace at home. Three stooges trying to get through the door <laughs> at the same time edition.
0: And also, while uh, one of them is going to say, "Our music is by our friend Jordan." There you go. D-
1: did you see that thing on the fucking uh, the Praxis Cast Discord the other day? Someone was asking me some fucking qu- question, and I was like, "What am I, a fucking historian?" And like, someone's like, "Aren't you on a history podcast?" And I'm like, "No, that doesn't sound like me." <laughs> so i just declared that I'm on, a, I'm on a music podcast with History by Jordan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, well... <laughs> it is it is a comedy podcast, I think. Um, actually, no, we are officially listed on Google as a History podcast. Oh, dear. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah like, if you, if
0: you Google Peace at Home podcast, because there's two Peace at Home podcasts. What? Have yeah.
2: A competing fucking... No, no,
0: no, but it's not even, like, it's, it's a parenting podcast, as the other one. Whereas... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I got, I got us wrong. We're a politics podcast, apparently. Oh, imagine... Which is somehow worse.
1: Imagine, so, though, if, like, someone recommends the other piece at home. Like, you know, you're at, like, the fucking... You're picking your kids up from school, and you tell one of the other mothers, like, oh, you should listen to this piece at home, and then they come and find us.
0: Yeah, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I can also see what other people learn about. Hold on. Um... <laughs> what other people like search for when they search for us? There's a there's a lot of learning Turkish ones. Uh, there's a football podcast where I assume they talk about like foreign leagues and stuff. There's a learn Turkish intermediate Turkish coffee podcast. I'm just advertising other Turkish <laughs> podcasts. Like, um, we should give some parenting
1: tips while we're here. Um, your kids are people. Stop treating them like objects.
0: That's it. Yeah. There's one called Longitude and Latitude. Uh, in Turkish, I'm not even going to fucking. I think it's a geography podcast, but I'm not going to interrogate it any further. More learn Turkish, then there's learn German. Picture uh. the host,
1: the host of that geography podcast, like sitting around going, "Well, I don't know any geography. I thought we were a comedy podcast." <laughs> uh,
0: you, the, the picture of the um, of the of the um, the geography podcast is exactly the kind of guy I'd imagine do one. Um, so there's Learn German, and then there's the Turkish History Podcast, which I guess is technically what we are. We're just a very specific bit of it. And yeah. then there's one called Turkey Wonk. Mm. <laughs> whose okay. latest, latest episode appears to be about Turkey financing its indigenous defense industry, as they describe it. There you go. Uh, which is true. Ooh. Turkey Turkey does do that. Do, that's, that's... Any,
1: do any of these other podcasts have music by Jordan? Or...
0: No, they don't. They, don't. <laughs> they do not and so therefore they are the inferior turkey based podcasts so, yeah. so
1: is, that, is that turkey wonk
2: podcast basically the peace in the world half of our equation yeah I, I,
0: guess, I guess you could kind of think of it that way yeah because it's mainly about from what I could tell from googling it's mainly about like regional geopolitics but I kind of want to
1: turkey through, turkey through the lens of numbers fucksteen <laughs>
0: But we we kind of have to get to specific flashpoints for us to really be talking about it. It, Most of it's going on in the background, like the Cyprus stuff at this point in where we are in the podcast. Like, the Cyprus stuff is kind of happening in the background and it will leak into domestic stuff, just not right now. Yeah. And then, like, it doesn't really make a great deal of sense for me to talk about, like, the general geopolitics until we're a bit closer to now. Because then that, you know, that's probably a bit more relevant. I don't know, maybe maybe I should do it. But uh, do you two remember where we left off last time?
1: Christ, no. A uh, coup,
2: wasn't it? There was it's a ge- coup. Generally a good bet, just to say there was a coup at some point, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, there was, I don't know where, did I, did I make the meme? I made a meme about this particular coup, because Ben um, was unhappy <laughs> yeah. about a particular person. Yeah, it's the up Turkish. I've had enough of this dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love Always Sunny so much because it's just infinitely applicable to so many things. But I love that I like. I, I I think I did a really good job on that meme. Oh, absolutely! I'm gonna I'm gonna post it in the uh, in the episode notes now because <laughs> I'm just I'm just so happy with it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good job. It's, uh...
0: Yeah, I think I did a pretty good job. of that. Ever since I've started making my own YouTube thumbnails, I've just I've just started doing shit like this because I'm like, it's just a two minute job and GIMP, which is uh, what yeah. I use.
1: Yeah. See, what I would have done is, um, like put some blur over the the guy in the pic because it, it looks too
0: sharp compared to
1: sorry I, this is now a, now a yeah this is now like an, yeah, a
0: photoshop podcast sorry yeah it, we're gonna have to rebrand again it, <laughs> and, it, it does look sharp enough
2: that it doesn't quite look like a portrait it just looks like he's standing on the other side of the wall yeah. looking at this <laughs> yeah. is about to just like punch him in the face <laughs>
0: oh how good would uh, that be though yeah that would be great one of my favorite shows like ever Oh, it, yes. always sunny it's just so good survived a lot of things that other shows definitely could not have oh definitely not S- such as explicit slurs in fact that's yeah. kind of a recent season where they did the explicit slur as well yeah saying saying slurs and arbitration to, to win a lottery ticket <laughs> um that that is what happened in the episode I'm sorry anyway so yeah there was a coup it's the first successful military coup in Turkey it's the 1960 military coup and the thing about this military coup is that, it, it as, as lots of military coups do, they bring in a hunter. right? You have a military government, a military committee, if you will. And this one is the National Unity Committee. Okay. Which, you know, nothing like national unity after a military coup. It's a and, strong start, definitely. Yes. So, people who didn't listen to the last episode, come in here for the first time. We get to this coup because the Democrat party who were in charge at the time, which is the broad right-wing party, except for some far-right people, though there were a lot of far-right people in it, um, they basically fucked it, big time. Guess who fucked it? It's Adnan Menderes yeah. dressed as a pirate, basically. <laughs> it, basically, Turkey has this classic problem. The classic problem it always has, which is that its currency devalued significantly. Which... When you're an import heavy economy, because remember the whole idea was we want to have consumer capitalist base, you know no, um, yeah. we want to we want people to consume consumer goods as opposed to just buying like flour and but the problem is Turkey doesn't have a domestic industrial base that can produce the the the um the the goods in the way that they would want in the quantities they want, so you have to import from places it's you know it's just what has to happen. And the problem is if you're an import focused economy, devaluing your currency means that basically everything gets massively expensive. Like And and the thing is you'd think like, oh well, you know, at least the food is still cheap and the tobacco's still cheap and the alcohol's still cheap, because those are nationalized things and, you know, well the food not so much, though so corner shops kind of. But the um but the problem is that like Turkey went through a process of mechanizing elements of its agriculture. So wow. now so now tractors and shit cost a lot of money because there isn't a big domestic industry to build tractors. You know, there's not a big domestic industry to make steel, which then makes tractors. I've been playing a lot of Victoria Free. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this has become a Victoria Free podcast, but you get the idea. Basically, they Liz trust it, but over a period of like 10 years. Ugh Is,
1: is that, is it, technically, is it technically Liz trusting it if it's not an any percent speed run?
0: <laughs> well yeah yeah they did kind of the hundred percent like all of the stars speedrun of mario mario 64 right that's what they that's what they did which yeah that's kind of what they did and also how, they tried how did to... they
1: how did they beat beaver Bova?
0: i'm <laughs> <laughs> going to adnan Menderez's mausoleum to find the answer <laughs> um <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway um there's also a suppression of opposition activity. You know, we mentioned the kind of clownish, but actually quite serious moment where they, um, they, they confiscated all of the Republican People's Party's furniture. Yeah. Um, which now that I do con- remember. Yeah, because like, why? What, yeah. what are they doing with the furniture? And, and the thing is, they tried to accuse the opposition, which was the Republican People's Party, of trying to create an, a sort of insurrection And actually, it's kind of an interesting time for insurrections at the time of recording, because we've just seen one of the biggest clown car attempts since America's insurrection, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very
2: copycat vibes on that, to be honest. Well, no, there there
0: was literally a QAnon shaman at the Brazilian one.
2: (laughs) And it was only, like, a couple days after the anniversary as well, so...
0: Yeah, I mean, the the thing is, I, I, I love the idea of trying to a coup by attacking the government building on a day when no one is in the government building. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Very, very strong stuff. Like they were just going to let themselves in and just do government. Hope nobody noticed.
0: (laughs) To be fair, I think the idea is, and this is relevant to Turkey, just not in this specific case, the idea was, from these far-right guys, to create enough disorder that they force the military to step in. Which, that's
2: they kind dead, to be fair.
1: Just yeah, but, the way they but on their, yeah, yeah, but on their side. That was side, so good right? when they were all cheering the military when they arrived, and then and I want like sixteen hundred people are in jail now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, there's the governor of Brasilia is going to jail. Like, yeah. like, the, the Lula's not are fucking around. He's sending them to jail. Oh yeah. Like, he's straight, I love he's that.
1: I love up. that little speech he gave where he was like, "Listen, his enemies are Stalinists. Yeah, yeah. No, not Stalinists. <laughs> yeah." That's just yeah.
0: Yeah. I I, I particularly like the bit where he named Jair Bolsonaro specifically as the person yeah. behind it and then also oh, said, yeah. "Look, I lost tons of elections. I never did any shit like this. Come on." Do you, <laughs> think,
1: do you think the fact that they fucked that so badly is why Bolsonaro is like in fucking hospital again? Like Oh he yeah, just, he, he just turned he on lost... CNN, and saw that and then just collapsed like <laughs> he, he... whole body shaking like fucking like uh What's that gift from? Is it Italian Spider Man that gift? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And you know you know those like um those like American sports films where they have like a kid's team and one of their yeah. teammates is really sick in the hospital and so they have to win <laughs> to <Peter> heal <laughs> their friend. They basically put him in hospital by taking the biggest L in history. That's what I think has happened there.
2: Oh Do, you know, maybe, do it maybe, maybe for the this...
3: Balsaw. So. Yeah <laughs>
2: Maybe the Simpsons bit or Bister Burns is like, you know, the crippled child in hospital. All his hopes are riding on your team winning. I should know. I had him crippled myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's um, that's, our Braz- that's our one acknowledgement that Brazil exists on this podcast. <laughs> You're welcome, Brazil. Um, <laughs> don't know oh, why I sounded so no. spiteful. <laughs> don't know why I sounded so spiteful about that. That's going to bite me in the ass at some point. Um, I. I like Brazil, you know, I like, just, you know, I don't know. Um, so there was this, there was the infamous committee of inquest, which I described in the last episode, where they gave the members of parliament who were on the committee, the authority of courts. So imagine like Jess Phillips, but she could actually send you to jail for asking her. Oh my God. <laughs> like that is in essence. what That, like, is, uh,
1: that is the Labour Party's dream.
0: Yeah. yeah. That is the
2: next government. You're describing there. Yeah. yeah,
0: they were they were specifically tasked with investigating opposition parties and the press, like oh. which is how you know this couldn't happen in Britain because if you tried to target the press like this, they would immediately like find a way to get you taken out, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and also so, the Tory party is not famous for rolling uh, over like the well, the Republican People's Party didn't roll over. That was going to be an unfair comparison to Labour, but. So what, anyway. what,
1: what we're talking about here is the offline safety bill.
0: Yeah, the <laughs> offline safety bill. There you go. We, I think that's going to be the, um, <laughs> the title <laughs> of the episode. Oh, boy. So they form this hunter, and the hunter is made up of 38 military personnel. And most of them are from the land forces. The so Turkish army is divided into land, navy, air. You know, pretty simple. And then there's kind of the fourth one, which is in Turkish called Jandarma. But, you know, you pro- if you like know what gendarmerie is, it's, it's that. It's, it's the military yeah. police, effectively. They yeah. also basically pick up the slack in rural areas for policing because there's usually a military base closer than, uh, like, an actual police station or city. Oh, do you so know what they, I'm, so they tend to know pick what I'm up picturing
1: slack. now, right? You remember yeah. Heartbeat? Yeah? Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah? Like the fucking the TV show about, like, an old-timey policeman in the Yorkshire Dales. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. yeah. That, but with British squaddies.
0: Oh, no.
2: Again, that's I know. Again, that was season two material. There,
0: I was. I was taking a drink as you said that, and nearly fucking died. So, <laughs> thanks, Jamie. Oh god. So, um, in, so this hunter. So, what's the goal of the hunter? I feel like before we get to the trial, because this is going to be another Turkish court case episode. Oh, before we get to the trial, let's just. Talk about what's going on in the background real quick. So, this Hunter, it's... the majority of the Hunter members' objective is we want to hand over power to a civilian administration after correcting some of the issues the Democrat Party caused, stabilizing the situation, and, you know, we're going to pass a new constitution. They pass a new constitution. Um, it's... um... it's not the worst constitution ever passed by a military Hunter in Turkey, so... It's got that going for it, at least. <laughs> um, a, I really, like, genuinely, it's, like, it's, it's kind of in that area. Um, the, the, the sort of, like, interesting thing about this new constitution, and it was passed by referendum, got 61% of the vote. This was not like the 1980 uh, Military Hunters referendum where they won with 99.8% of the vote because a soldier <laughs> was in the voting booth with you. You know, <laughs> shout out to my dad, The 0.2% um in the booth with the soldier no And <laughs> it, it fucking goes like <laughs> oh okay i mean to be fair the no vote was obviously higher than 0.2% like it's it's pretty plain that that's what happened i just it's it's kind of funny to
1: to imagine
0: my dad with his terrible mustache doing that anyway a <laughs> uh, little that's what they call foreshadowing Anyway, (laughs) um, so this uh, hunter—they actually expel fourteen members of it. We did talk about these people in the last episode. It's Alpaslan Turkesh and his associates, Uh. who, um, yeah, I know you're getting sick of this guy. (laughs) I get it, but um, (laughs) but his his whole thing was like, no, but what if we didn't hand over power back to a civilian administration and did some more long-term reforms? You know, like guiding the democracy, if you will, but without the elected parliament part and just the military hunter. What if we just did that indefinitely? You know, like Spain.
2: Um, that seems like a lot of work, to be honest. I can understand why the other guys were like, nah, I don't well, know. Well,
0: well the, the other guys, like, uh, they get roped, they kind of get roped into it. I don't want to say roped in because that implies they were reluctant to take power. They were not reluctant to take power. But the, the coup was like a movement of junior officers. But to legitimize it, you need, like, a general in charge. Yeah. Who, who is listening to just to pick out a rank of someone here? Who's listening to a captain in the Turkish army? To, as the government of the country, no one's going to fucking listen to a guy who's a captain. Yeah. You've got to at least be a colonel, and as Gaddafi proved, like you know, I don't actually know how these ranks scale against each other. So I'm, I've possibly fucked it and annoyed all of the veterans listening to all two of them.
2: C- colonel does seem to be like the minimum required to run a country. I mean, wh- whether it's Greece or Libya, you know.
0: Yeah, you need to be a colonel at least, and actually, our Pasand was a colonel uh, at this time. But they actually got an army general in, Jamal Grusel, who was the president, prime minister, and a defense, I think, foreign minister or defense minister as well. He, uh, simultaneously, which is super fucking illegal, but also it's a military hunter, which is also super fucking illegal. I,
2: so, also, I also feel like doing literally all the jobs is a, is a very Kemalist tradition that is, you know.
0: Yeah, a little bit, yeah. And so, like, the main things to remember about the new constitution that's being ushered in is it's a constitution, it's the first constitution in Turkey that makes reference to the idea of Turkey as what it calls a social state, which is kind of curious. It's also the first one that has an explicit guarantee of individual liberty, and it also does something that is really fucking annoying, which is it adds another chamber to the Turkish parliament.
1: The Senate. Ah. Oh, uh, yeah. See, interestingly, when you said, when you said really fucking annoying, I, I sort of braced myself, and my baseline for really fucking annoying was like, oh, it goes on Twitter and tweets about, like, fucking being a trad, like, fucking wife or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. A real man lives with, like, a herd of cows and eats a... What was it? A,
0: a, a, re- a real man wants a woman who's obsessed with cows. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Obsessed
1: with cows and makes... Breast milk ice cream. Oh, it's like,
0: yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm
1: sorry. What the fuck, mate? But no, actually, an, an, ad, an extra chamber on the parliament is actually worse somehow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's actually more <laughs> annoying, right? I wasn't wrong. Now, the Senate does have some, what, um, it's mostly elected, but it has like appointed members. And would you believe most of the appointed members are members of the Hunter? Oh. Yeah, how weird is that, huh? How strange. Obviously, the Grand National, the, the sort of National Assembly. The lower house is entirely elected, and um, a lot of them were, uh, like, five of them were expelled from the Senate, because I guess the democratic civilian regime resented having them there, but I guess we'll find out later. (laughs) But yeah, there's, um, yeah, so there's this hunter in the background, and it's basically trying to stabilize the, um, stabilize situation in the country, and then hand off to a civilian administration in a general election. But it wants to pass this constitution first, and eventually they do have a general election in 1961, uh, oh. the the year my parents were born. So there you go. Uh, they, they, and uh, I, I don't want to spoil who the winner is, but I feel like I might because he, he's a returning figure. Oh, a I returning wonder, I wonder champion. Who it could be. <laughs> a returning champion. But I don't know if we'll we'll quite we'll quite get there by the end of this because this this trial is uh is insane. It's, it's fucking insane. So, the thing about this trial is, it's a long trial. But actually, relative to the number of, like, convictions or things they're trying to convict people for, it's actually not necessarily the longest trial that it could have been. So, the trials begin on October 14th, and they end on, in 1960, and they end on September 5th, 1961. Ooh, okay. And they, they make a good point, they make a point of completing an the trial and executing both literally and figuratively the sentences of the people who are tried before they have this general election because they don't want people who were involved in the previous sort of fuck-ups to be able to have political yeah. lives basically. And so there's, there's, some, there's some interesting so what I'm going to actually what I'll do is I'll, I'll paste the like the Wikipedia link actually gives you like a section for each trial and you can have a look and see how many fucking individual cases there were, and how wow. wildly they veer. Because they basically veer from, like, inappropriate gifts, and organizing a pogrom, to prote- planning to have a baby murdered? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's fucking wild. Like, there are elements of this that are absolutely fucking wild. Like, it's it's it's some of the, like, wildest shit. A lot of this is, like, kind of bureaucratic, nonsensey stuff, right? So it's like, oh, they were charged for violating the foreign exchange law. Like, okay, who gives a shit, right?
2: I'm particularly enjoying Chalal Bayar there with his, his version of the fucking donkey sanctuary. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, it's, um, yeah, he, he does have this version of the donkey sanctuary. And um, this is the thing. This is actually the other thing that's insane about this before I, um, before I go on. The president of the country, Jalal Bayar, is put on trial. In Turkey at the time, and today, the only crime a president can be tried for is treason. So they put him on trial for treason for the donkey sanctuary, which I guess we will talk about now it's been highlighted. (laughs) But the other thing that's really interesting about this, and that other countries don't usually do, is the actual fucking prime minister is being put on trial, Adnan Menderes, and senior members of the government. Like, most countries don't tend to open that tin of worms yeah. because it's going to get really bad really quick. You know, like, how in America they're like, oh, yeah, they're going to prosecute Donald Trump. No, they're yeah. fucking not. No, no, they're not. Never. No. Th- there's no way America is going to be foolish enough to open up the prospect of an American president being tried in a court. No. Like, could you imagine? I like, mean... And of, co- and, of course, like... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jamie. I was just
1: going to say that, yeah... The Democrats aren't like fucking aren't gonna do that. But like if Trump wins in twenty four, or oh, he would absolutely fucking pull the trigger on like uh trying Biden for stealing the twenty twenty election from
0: Oh, he's gonna try and jail Obama for drone strikes or something. That's what yeah. he's gonna do. He's gonna do something wild like that if he wins. Who knows, he might. But the, yeah, so there's a there's a lot of uh there's a lot of specific things here that have, that have gone on apparently. And so Yeah, usually countries don't invite, they don't invite the idea that your prime minister or president can be tried for crimes while in office or after. Because like, why would you open that tin of worms? Yeah, nobody,
1: nobody who has the job after you wants that.
0: Exactly, right? That's kind of the deal you make, is that yeah, like, I don't want to get done in for crimes that I do in office because most of them probably do crimes. Uh, I do Turkey it... of course, <laughs> Turkey has decided yes yeah let's go let's do it please. I
2: gotta respect it, man that appetite for chaos I just
1: I'd love it <laughs> yeah, please do not open the accountability door
0: <laughs> and and and the thing is like it would be one thing if this was like actual accountability, right it's a military it's it's a court presided over by a military hunter, so like even if I think they did some of these things, which they did in some case, they absolutely did the, there are two in there that I absolutely think they did. Most notable of course is the pogrom case as it's, as it's, as it's known. Like, no, no, like I'm convinced, like, I feel like we, when we did that episode, I presented a pretty convincing case that they probably fucking did it. So I think Jamie was on that one and not Ben. But yeah, I think, I think I presented, or maybe Ben was back. That was the first one they were back for. Um,
2: it's so hard to remember.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like I feel like I presented a pretty decent case that they probably did it, right? So I, th- I think they did it. And but there's all sorts of shit like that's clearly meant to just clearly like like shit they're throwing out there, like the uh, the uh, the murder of a baby, like oh, man. it's it's and it's and then there's an affair element to that one as well. It's so, the baby case is actually really wild, and it's that is actually what it's like. Called historically. Oh, like so, Bebektavas, like the baby case.
2: Sorry, I love this one though. 22 people from the Democrat Party leadership were charged with establishing the Fatherland Front and using this organisation as a tool for dominion of one class over another. Ah, yeah, so, this is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a this is thing. Um, in the, the new Turkish constitution, it explicitly says that no single people, group, or class can hold power like, over another, which is kind of an interesting idea. Mm. It, it, it, it kind of fits in generally with this Kemalist vibe of, like, you know, the nation over class, kind of, you know, like, kind of the vibe? Mm. When, of course, nation over the class means the capitalists are in charge. Though make no mistake, the, the nation is a capitalist nation. But it is kind of interest. It is an interesting kind of theme with mm. this. And, and obviously, that obviously precludes uh, that obviously would make uh, socialist parties and communist parties effectively illegal. Oh yeah, because of course the idea is that the the proletariat will rise up and take control, which would be a class holding dominion <laughs> so they, yeah, it they, cuts so,
2: both ways, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, it kind of cuts both ways, so not to be not to be like that about it, so it's not good for us either although. Um, I think only like explicitly communist parties were banned. There was the Turkish Workers Party, Ishi Partisi, who um, did run in elections in this peri- after this, and actually got seats—the first explicitly socialist party to win parliamentary representation in Turkey. So that's a, that'll be that'll be a fun one for the election episode, I guess. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff here, and I don't know what if there's anything that grabs you first that you want to talk about. Or what? But, yeah, there's a lot going on here. I feel, I feel like
2: we have to talk about the dog one, because it's just kind of common. Okay. Time. Compared all to right. the rest well, of them, the scale of everything else is going on here.
0: Okay, yeah, so this is like some proper fucking donkey farm Keir shit, alright? So, Jalal Bayar is the president of Turkey, and the, uh, the job of president of Turkey is basically you rubber stamp the laws and you occasionally ask the court to tell you whether the law is constitutional or not. That is, At this point, that is pretty much the job. And the other part of the job is you get to meet the other heads of states of other countries, and the king of Afghanistan rolls into town, I assume, Mm -hmm. um, and gives him the gift of an Afghan hound. Afghan hounds, you know, they're not my favorite type of dog, uh, but they also have, like, this Really good, like 80s rocker hair on their yeah. head. So, I do kind of vibe with that. And so, Adnan Menderez decides to have it looked after, like, on a state owned property, basically. He's like, you know, it's a state dog. It's, it's, it's, the gift is effectively owned by the state, right? So, yeah. like, yeah, have him just make sure he's not, like, dying or anything. He's like, take care of him. He's, he's literally the dog has gone on a farm where you can go meet him. Like, for real, you can go visit him all the time. <laughs> But then Jalal Bayar sells the dog to a zoo, uh, a farm and a zoo. The, um, I think th- there used to be a forest. I think it's still there, actually. I don't know why I'm saying it used to be. But there's a big, like, recreational area in, I think it's in Ankara, where, called the Otaturk Forest Farm and Zoo in English. And the whole idea is, you know, oh, you know, there's, like, little agricultural farms, there's a brewery, there's a dairy, you know, you can go have a look round. It's a you know, real nice, like, sort of sort of thing. And he sells it to them for 20,000 lira, which, at the time, is a lot of money. Like, make no mistake, that 20,000 is, like, a legit massive amount of cash. And he uses the money to pay for a fountain in Izmir. And they, um... So, Jalal Bayar and the Ministry of Agriculture, because the Forest Farm and Zoo is under the auspice of the Ministry of Agriculture, uh, they were accused and convicted of abusing their authority for personal gain. Excellent.
2: By selling a dog.
0: By selling a dog. Like, a, a, a, you know, a valuable dog. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. a state and, asset. And, yeah, effective. yeah, what was, it was a gift from the king of Afghanistan. Which, you know... I mean, I don't, fuck know. that guy. Yeah, well, fuck the that king guy. of Afghanistan, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it was Mohammed Zahir Shah, apparently, and uh, he's gonna be... He, he would really benefit from some of the stuff from the bonus episode, uh, because this is what he looked like. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> That's yeah. him. I, I, I, don't, I don't think his reign ended particularly well for him, so it's fine.
0: No, yeah, yeah, he... he I, I, let, me, uh, let me actually, let me just have a quick look. Uh, what was it? Is it uh, death? Okay. He was exiled, then returned to Afghanistan, uh, but, like, after the end of Taliban rule. Oh, jeez. So, so I think he was, like, ousted by, um, by, like, an aut- autocratic Republican. Then, obviously, the Communists come in, I think, and then the Taliban come in. <laughs> Then he comes back when, like, Hamad Karzai comes in. So, he, oh wow, he was flown in on an Italian military plane. It's back to Afghanistan. It's amazing that he even made it then. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a mind miracle the plane didn't fucking crash. Like, could you imagine, like, in, trusting your fate to return to your country at 87 into the Italian Air Force? <laughs> Be- like, better them they- than the Italian
1: Navy, I suppose.
2: I guess, yeah. <laughs> just getting fucking Italo Balboed in the fucking two thousands.
0: <laughs> yeah, like they present the plane to you and it just has like bird-like wings, and you're like, hmm, I'm not sure about this one. Well, I won't lie. <laughs> <It's>,
3: uh, uh, <laughs>
2: this just uh, gives further fuel to my theory that House Atreides from Dune is just the Italians.
0: <laughs> even though they have a, <laughs> even though they have a Greek name.
2: Um, <laughs> That just adds further fuel to the fire, to be honest.
0: Yeah. What were their grandparents doing during the war? Anyway. um... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So that's the dog case, right? Okay, that's the Ian Austin case wrapped up. Nice little bow on it. And to be fair, I think they were probably in the wrong to do this. But Mm -hmm. also... On the scale of some of the other stuff, it's probably... I guess there's a reason why they put that first and wrapped it up in ten days is because, like, let's be real, it's, it's, it's pretty easy to figure out what happened there. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, a little,
2: little appetizer before the main course.
0: Yeah. So I feel like we have to talk about this Stumble Pogrom case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? We have to talk about it. Because we did a whole episode about it. And so... We, and we actually referenced Things that were revealed in this trial in that episode so for people who didn't listen to that episode Istanbul pogrom is what you think it is it is an anti-Greek pogrom that happened in Istanbul between the 6th and 7th of September and there were significant signs that the democrat party or the government which was the democrat party really really gave support to the, uh, to the, to the people who went around killing Greek people among other people even and they were um, so the, even the consul in the embassy in Salonik, uh, Thessaloniki, which is where that was, and this and the, I, I think I mentioned this, the embassy there was like Arturk's childhood house. Yeah. So like it's it's like symbolically really important, right? And so yeah. what the the charges that they planted a fake bomb or planted a bomb at the place, in order to then blame Turkey's yeah. Greek minority for it.
1: The old, uh, false flag.
0: Yeah, the old false flag, and then the, um, the government gave organizational help to the rioters, and also, to be fair, the rioters also contained a significant element of people trained by Operation Gladio, the so, you know. Th-
1: the fucking, the asshole shows up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, the uh, Adnan Mendez um, and a couple others, including the Izmir governor, were convicted of organizing this pogrom, which was super. Like, I don't. I feel like I shouldn't have to explain this. Is extremely illegal to organize a pogrom. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. this is this is not. And there's a reason Jalal Bayar, I don't think, was charged with this. Oh wait, he was. Oh yeah, I guess they counted it as treason. Then there you go. Organizing a pogrom officially treason. There you go, everyone. Now we know.
1: Yeah, probably not in Britain anymore, though.
0: Oh well, I, probably not. I feel here, like yeah.
1: that that um, whatever that fucking spy cops bill they passed a while back, they were probably allowed to organise pogroms.
2: Oh, yeah. undoubtedly, yeah, especially yeah. against travellers specifically. Yeah, as yeah. long as as long
1: as it's been organ- as long as it's been carried out by our bro- our boys, then like you know what I mean. Fill your boots.
0: Yeah, I think I think the important thing to mention about the Istanbul pogrom case is that the interior minister was also going to be charged with this, but he committed suicide before he could be tried, which Mm. is famously the act of an innocent man. Absolutely. (laughs) Shit. Like, yeah, very innocent. Very innocent, that guy. Now, I want to call out the baby case, because I am super fucking baffled every time I read about it. So Adnan Menderes is accused of arranging um, with the chief physician of the hospital to have a baby killed that Adnan Menderes had with his mistress. Oh, now that's that's intense. First that of is all, that's dark as fuck. Yeah, yeah. that's like um, that's like Game of Thrones shit. See, like season one Game of Thrones, even. Yeah, but that's me playing I mean, Crusader Kings. That's
2: really, you, really. You don't.
1: Weird. I don't think you even need to go to fiction for like. You know what I mean? That's just like Republican Party policy. This year, <laughs> yeah, level shit, isn't it? Really,
2: I say you go wait till the baby's born before you murder. Yeah, him, and,
1: and then yeah, just, that's look.
0: yeah, that's yeah. Obviously, yeah, before it's like sacred and such. Oh, okay. But yeah, so <laughs> for this one, for this one, adan Menderez and his um his his co-conspirator in this baby murder were acquitted. So I think the idea of them bringing this charge against him was to get the uh, word "baby murder" and Adnan Menderes next to each other <laughs> in the fucking newspaper. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Like I mean, what other like? It's they acquitted him, so I, I, I don't know enough about the background of the story to know whether he had the baby murdered. But
2: so they're just doing a primitive form of search engine optimization.
1: Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I'm gonna i uh, I'm gonna like lighten the mood by suggesting that the baby wasn't dead. Like maybe maybe they were about to like sentence him for it, and then the baby just like turned up in the court to give evidence. You know, as, as like really dramatic fucking reveal.
0: The bombshell in the court yeah. case at the front of the military hunter. Bombshell! Boom! The baby's alive. <laughs>
2: oh my god! Well, yeah the, yeah, the alternative is very dark because it would suggest that they yeah. got acquitted for actually killing a
0: baby. Yeah, they they they actually did murder the baby and got acquitted. Uh, I don't know. I'll be honest. So Ooh. a lot of, a lot of this is like financial crime, right? Um, so so this, there's like one that involves uh, a company that does like the the export of um, like or like produces uh, like fake leather to sort of compete with leather that's imported from other countries, which is like. Um, you know, it's an idea. But the idea was that they, um, basically, the Minister of Finance had organised an illegal loan to this company that did this. And the whole defence was like, no, I mean, obviously we would have made money from doing it. Uh, but the, um, but the, the thing that's interesting about this is that the court finds Menderes and uh, the Finance Minister guilty for uh, basically soliciting bribes in exchange for this loan that should not have been given by, um, by a bank, by a state bank. I think it was a state bank. It might have been partially state-owned at the time. The interesting thing is that the, uh, that the Hunter uh, fired everyone at the bank, right? Because it, you, know, cause, like, yeah. you can't have the people associated with the Last Regime and brought their people in. Their people actually extended the credit limit of the company that they were accused of giving an inappropriate loan to. Oh. So it seems like the company might well have actually been profitable, and that this was a complete like, like you know, thumb on the scale conviction. Yeah,
1: either that, or it's just like embarrassing, like that bit in fucking uh, Casablanca with the, the fucking like gambling in this establishment.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think that is part of it as well. I'm sorry, this this land case is wild because it's just a single sentence. On the, on the Wikipedia page, and I really like this sentence: Agriculture Minister Nedim Akmen was tried and convicted for forcing the government to buy land belonging to his wife at exorbitant <laughs> prices. Wife guy, yes, yeah. wife guy. We've got the wife guy. I'm gonna have a look at the like Turkish source for this really quick. Just like, like oh, okay, it's like a, forcing it's in a...
1: forcing the government is like, you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Forcing the government. I'm just gonna to go to, like the um. Be the original source
1: here. Um I used to I used to work for a guy um who ran like an IT like a uh the the worst fucking IT company. It was a total racket. But his wife was a partner in the business and took uh, like the uh, the same salary as him and she came in once a month to dust. Like you've got to you've got to admire a bit of like grift where you just you know what I mean avoid oh, taxes or yes. whatever by just like bundling money through your wife.
0: That's it. Also, yeah, the, the, the only. So I went to the original source, which is like a, a, an archive of official information, uh, kind of book. And yeah, it turns out that is literally what it was. He just tried to do that. He he just he, that. It's that's it. He just made the, <laughs> he made the he made the government buy land. All right, there you go. Fantastic. Um, yeah, a lot of this is just financial crimes like um well i like,
1: mean i think if we'd never invented financial there's a good chance we would never have invented crimes
0: yeah that's it yep, yep. Of all evil, I, I think really said. really get, yeah. really getting mad at the Assyrian empire for inventing those like <laughs> stone loops that counted as money yeah right um them
1: them and that one fish that came out of the ocean that time yes yeah,
0: fucking dickhead
1: <laughs> bastards
0: Right, so a lot of this is violating the foreign exchange law, but some, but there's one that was like um, the minister of commerce was charged for using for this same like loan trick, but they were like, "Oh, it happened too long ago. We're not going to charge you for it." Oh, yeah we, we just, yeah, we just we can't figure it out. Um, <laughs> the other ones, so like some of the other ones are um, are that uh, I I do actually, like the
1: Barbara oh, case. On.
0: With Barbara case. Right, sounds sounds me...
1: like a novelist, you know?
0: <laughs> oh, okay. This is, okay, this is a bit, this, uh, okay. So, two members of the, of the cabinet were tried and convicted on the charge that one of them violated the foreign exchange law, which was a law that controlled how currency came in and out of Turkey, just if people were wondering what that was, uh, by bringing a, in a German maid and allocating foreign currency to her, who was called Barbara. And also, kind of, kind of weird for the time for a German person to immigrate to Turkey for work. Yes, wasn't it a sure weird one? Around. Bit of a weird one, I would say. But um, <laughs> getting paid in foreign currency, I guess it's fine. Now, some of these are stuff that we talked about, um, which is that the, you know, there was uh, a lot of agitation around İsmet İnönü. Right, there were crowds that were like trying to prevent him from going about his business, and they accused sixty of the five hundred. 500 defendants? It's 592 defendants. So you get, this is, these are like the highlights, by the way. Oh boy. Um, of like, plotting an assassination attempt against Isma Inonu in a place called Topkap. Top yeah, that's, that's so, so a lot of them were convicted of plotting to assassinate Isma Inonu. Now the interesting thing about this is, as we'll, we'll sort of, we'll talk about it in a future episode, there absolutely were people trying to assassinate him. Like, mm. all the time. Like, this is, this is like, a thing. Isma Inonu was, like, a target for a lot of people. You'll, you'll note because, as actually, a lot of it was because uh, in Parliament he, and this is one of the other cases, where he defended a lot of the university protesters
1: oh, who were, yeah. you know,
0: be, being accused of being, like, communists and stuff, right? Which is where some of this stuff kind of comes from later on, where they're like, uh, we'll see, we'll be introduced to the character of Suleiman Demirel reasonably soon, who, uh, I guess as a preview, you can have a picture of him. But he, you can tell this guy's politics just from looking at him. I'll try and find a picture of him when he was young. Uh, they, well, young, he was never young, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Here's the, here's the fella. Um, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to tell me his politics perfectly upon somebody. Oh
2: my god. He's like... He's like a fucking Wade Mussolini. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> Wade Mussolini. I'm oh
1: hearing no. the music.
0: <laughs> Maybe I'll put the music in. <laughs> Bomb video. Bomb video. Oh, I guess it's we're back to Brazil. Um...
2: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you can definitely tell how it's politics.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, this is an even more Mussolini ish angle of him doing a television address. What? I know! As
2: Danny he... DeVito as Mussolini, I'm fucking joking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> God, what a, what a great casting choice that'd be, because you know he'd just humiliate the guy. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. we gotta get out of here. Like, <laughs> just like telling his mistress to get out of here while he gets his peace. I started blasting. Yeah, like, I imagine him trying to do the, you know, like Mussolini at the end did this pivot to like red fascism where it's like, no, I've always supported trade unions. I was a socialist, you know, like, cause he like, cause, and he named it the Italian Social Republic and shit like that to try and pivot to that. Cause he knew like all the partisans were like leftists and were coming oh, to fucking yes. kill him. Yeah. Like Danny DeVito would do such a great bit of that pivot. <laughs> like that would be so good.
2: Oh yes. I want to see that <laughs> film though.
0: Yeah, oh, it could be kind of like a like a death of Stalin thing, but for Mussolini. I think, I think, I think there's like a. I think I don't know. Is it okay to do that about Mussolini? Oh, I guess if they did it about Stalin, fuck them, yeah. you know. So I guess we can do it about Mussolini. I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, at Danny DeVito and ask him if he would like to play Mussolini in our new comedy film. My guess is he might say yes. <laughs> like, there's every chance. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's Suleiman Demiru. We've not got to him yet, but he, um, he is a character. And in fact, we might even watch some BBC clips of him being interviewed about how his opposition are actually communist terrorists. His social democratic opposition, who did surprisingly well in an election, is actually a communist terrorist. Oh, funny mm. that. what's What's that? Oh, anyway, I've never heard of such a thing happening. This is outrageous and very specific to Turkey, of course. Yes. This has never happened in any other country.
2: Absolutely not.
0: (laughs) Especially because this predates the thing that I'm joking about, anyway. And so obviously there are other cases that mostly involve, like, you're not allowing the leader of the opposition to move freely, which they weren't, by the way. Like, they were not allowing Isma Inonu to move about freely, which is, like, restriction of political activity, which is, you know, counter to at least the theoretical principle that we're pretending to be a liberal democracy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, we have to at least act and, ble- and actually one of the sources I clicked, on, I clicked through to one of the sources is actually like um, like American archived news from Turkey, and one of them that's actually around this specific time is United States military aid to Turkey to be increased.
3: Huh.
0: After the military hunter comes in and starts like taking care of some business. Now, of course, the irony of this is it's the Democrat Party who took Turkey into NATO. You get... <laughs> You get what you fucking deserve in my yeah. opinion on that one. You get what you fucking deserve. Like, you see, you, you see this is what happens when your best friend is the asshole. Mm. So, so yeah, you have to pretend to get the American money. As, you know, that was the deal. You know, that was a, in essence the deal for the Marshall Plan money. Now, of course, the Marshall Plan money ran out. Doesn't mean America wasn't pumping tons of money into lots of really, like, inappropriate things in Turkey. Anyway. So, obviously, there's the, there's the university protests. That, and, you know, this is the one where Adnan Menderes gets out of the car and starts shouting at people and, like, has to be, like, escorted out. What is like, the charge? Yeah, yeah, like, he, he fully <laughs> has his moment. And, you know, there's the, like, really way-too-perfect mythology moment where, you know, like, a student grabs onto his collar and, you know... He's like, what do you want? And the, and the student's like, we want freedom. And he's like, you're holding on to the collar of the prime minister. Is there any bigger freedom than this? <laughs> like, which is, it's too, it's too good. And it's been used by like, too many I would politicians.
1: Argue, I would argue that there is greater freedom than that. And it's punching the prime minister in the mouth. I mean, yes. to be
0: fair, to be fair in Turkey, there's some chance that's on the cards. You know? <laughs> like, let's not, um, let's not count. Let's not rule it out. But yeah, that, that can happen. I mean, I told yeah. you about Erdogan slapping that coal miner who was warning <laughs> his friends. Like, the Prime Minister's definitely had a lot of freedom in Turkey, I'll say that. Uh, so, like, these, these a lot of these cases overlap, and this one actually takes a long time, because uh, basically the crime is unlawfully raiding the university, opening fire on the public, and declaring martial law when you shouldn't have declared martial law. Which, by the way, is kind of in the gift of the Prime Minister, so I feel, I feel like this is a lot of, like, after the fact, because you lost, we get to charge you with this kind of stuff. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. And, and obviously there's, like, um, th- there's, um, stuff where they're convicted of, like, false flag operations, where they illegally expropriate the property of citizens, which, yeah, they did. Um, that, that's true. That's pretty much bang on because, uh, you know, what do you think pogroms are for? And Adam Menderes was tried in that. And obviously there was the Fatherland Front case. Now, the Fatherland Front is... Um, so in Turkish, this is Vatanyefesi. Uh. So, it is... Um, yeah, it was absolutely formed by the Democrat Party. Like, there is, like, zero doubt that this is 100% fucking true. By the uh. way. Uh, like... And, and basically the idea of this um, organization is to... Is to... Hmm, how do I put it? You know how like... Um, in some countries they'll form like... Uh, they'll have like youth groups, right? In some regimes they will form like youth groups. Uh-huh. To look like they have a lot of support. Yeah. this is Like that one the essence... dead pork
2: was in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: The, the, This is, yeah, the one the dead Pope was in, yes. This is, in essence, a kind of counter to a lot of that sort of thing. And it's kind of like, it's not, I guess to call it a paramilitary would be a bit over the top, but it is essentially like a manpower that the Democrat Party routinely called upon to, like, fight with Republican People's Party supporters. Uh Aha. When you say it's
1: a counter to youth groups, is it like Dad's Army?
0: Uh well no I think a lot of the people who were in it were young themselves but yeah I, I think some of them were probably older because remember a lot of like the opposition to Adnan Menderes is young people yeah like it's university students right we have the first university protests in Turkey because of this guy
2: I'm just thinking Fatherland Front does pretty much just paraphrase Dad's Army quite well yeah
0: it but... <laughs> it it, also, it like Vatan I guess could mean Fatherland I guess it could mean Homeland. It, uh-huh. it, and also, and also, Fatherland Front does sound very Germany between the years that they never talk about in all of their historical stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, it's... there might literally have been an organisation with that exact name. Now oh, I think undoubtedly. About it. <laughs> like, like, now I think about it, I'm reasonably sure there absolutely 100% was.
2: Oh, it sounds extremely freaky or like...
0: Yeah. And, you know, this, this perhaps provides us a neat point about how every party in the Turkish state kind of leans into, into these things because the state was founded in the way it was. It's mm. very easy when you're founded as a, as a sort of civic nationalist project that isn't civic nationalist at mm. all yeah, to, by, lean into, to lean into stuff like this.
2: Especially by a group of military men as well, let's not forget.
0: Yes. I mean this is the thing, like this is the thing that drives me nuts about the nineteen sixty coup is people being like, This is the first time that the Turkish military but like no the country's founding was a military intervention. <laughs> Literally. In every respect it was a military intervention. From inside the country, outside the country, the other bit inside the country, like it was all military interventions all the way down. <sighs> oh, this has just got me remembering the Circassian guy who led the like the green army of like rural Islamic socialists in that oh, in the independence yes. war. Oh, the, the chances that were lost. You know, the futures we were denied. I just anyway. lo-
2: love any guy with a magnificent moustache, a hat, and a coat that's seemingly made of bullets. That is just my favourite <laughs> kind of guy.
0: Yeah. So they also charged them with violating the Constitution. Now, the thing is, basically they judged who to charge based on how they voted in the specific laws they thought were unconstitutional. So... The problem is that like in Turkey today and uh, unless like in very specific circumstances and before you can't be tried for how you vote in parliament. You, you, you have parliament you have immunity from prosecution anyway, while you're an MP, but you very, very specifically for probably quite good reasons cannot be tried for how you voted in parliament unless the guys with the guns have taken over in which case, well then who's going to tell them no. Right. But, yeah. but like as a general rule, you're not really meant to, for, for a good reason. I would say this is actually one of those things where it's like, yeah, I don't really want people being thrown in jail for like voting certain ways. It feels like that would that that scythe would come down on me sooner than it would come down on people I don't like. So yeah. let's leave it alone. But like, um, you, you'll remember some of these things, which was uh, the confiscation of property from the Republican People's Party, right? A lot of it was, um, a lot of it was like fucking with. Um, like electoral districts, so they deliberately they got rid of an electoral district, a province. They downgraded an entire province, Khrushcheher, into a district, which does not have, which means it would not have parliamentary representation, because uh, seats were elected at the province level. And they did it because they voted for an opposition party, which is punishing the people there, yeah. reducing their representation, because they voted for people you don't like. It's just like
2: extreme gerrymandering.
0: Yeah, except like fuck these people in particular gerrymandering. <laughs> yeah. Like very specifically, this province is going to. I feel yeah.
1: like that's another thing we might see in uh, Britain's near future.
0: Uh, but, yeah, yeah, we might well do. Now there are other, there are other laws, like um, you know they, they get the government. They gave the government the right to tell judges who had served a certain amount of time to retire. Uh, which is, you know, not really, that's not very separation of powers of you, but, you know, they, they also cite, like, laws restricting meetings and demonstrations, and also very specifically the, um the, the, the like, investigation thing, the, Jes- the uh, offline safety bill. <laughs> they specifically cite the offline safety bill, the Committee of Inquest, as, like, one of the things where they're like, yeah, you really fucked up the separation of powers there, how are you meant to be judges, they said as military men acting as judges. Um <laughs> one of whom was the President, Prime Minister, and Foreign Minister, I might add. So I um it see it, you know, but I feel like you can own your way out of this one, <laughs> to be fair. But I am just saying, every, it sure seems to be in fashion at this very specific point to do that exact thing. So my guess is that you're kind of interested in what the result of the trials were. Uh, of the 592 defendants, 122, 123, sorry, were acquitted completely. You know, no charges, no nothing. They get to go, and they get to have political lives, and some of them were like minor bureaucrats in the government anyway, so didn't have one to start with. 14 of them were sentenced to death, including Adnan Menderes and Jalal Baya. Uh Jalal Bayar's sentence was commuted to life in prison because he was over 65, and killing an elderly man is... is it's grubby, I think. Even a military hunter could probably recognise that. Surely um, you surely would want to
2: execute the older guys and the ones that have more to... No, actually, no. Um, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Um, and... The thing is, as well, you say, you say killing an elderly man is like grubby on that, but I can think of a few elderly men that like I would happily see like fucking shot in the street.
0: Yeah but, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but Jamie, you're not trying to run you're not trying to calm a situation down, are you? Like no, you're not quite the opposite not, Yeah. You're doing the opposite of what these guys are hypothetically trying to do, right? And so like, um Adon Menderez is executed by hanging, as I recall, and is convicted of like eight hundred and seventy counts of treason or whatever, I guess. <laughs> I think Jesus. I think it was I think it was like twelve concurrent death sentences or something fucking insane because of the number of times he was tried for treason. I have to I have to double check that. How
1: do you do that? You get a fucking necromancer in and just keep picking them back up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I guess. Um, let me just double check how many exact numbers of treason. You know, just like, fucking can,
1: edging him with the electric chair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he actually, he actually tried to, um, he actually tried to uh, commit suicide before he was executed. And he was, um, and, and he actually even, so like Jamal Groussel who was in charge. So there's, so what happens at the end of this trial <clears throat> is that the, so in Turkey, there's this thing that happens after this, where the parliament has to vote on actually carrying out death penalties, Right. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be relevant in quite a specific case because uh, it really sours relations between um, a particular faction of Turkish politics and another particular faction of Turkish politics in the 70s that results in an assassination that then causes the 1980 military coup. Well, is at least a significant um, contributing factor. Jamal Grusel, who is the president, prime minister, so on, so on, so on. We get the idea. He actually votes no on the death penalty, on, ex- on carrying out the death penalty. And the committee votes 13 to 9 on doing the death penalty. So they do get executed, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't be talking about him being executed. Yeah. But the interesting thing to me is Jemel Grussell being like, I don't think we should execute former member- the members of the former government because that feels illegitimate, I guess. I don't know. I don't actually know what his reasoning was for voting no. But I do know that he actually specifically kind of suggested that the, uh, at the committee that, like, we should probably just, like, let this go. Don't execute anyone. Executing people is probably a bad precedent to set. Let's not execute anyone. Let's just sort of let it go. Even Isma Inonu, who you will recall is, like, specifically in a lot of cases the victim of these crimes, is, like, don't execute people. Are you fucking crazy? Like, and also, like, world leaders intervene. Like, JFK even goes, like, don't execute people. It's probably a bad idea to start executing people. But the Hunza just goes ahead and executes them anyway.
1: I'm sorry, the fucking Americans.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, if you want an even even wilder person, fucking the, the, the late zombie herself, fucking um, Elizabeth Windsor, intervened.
2: Oh, my God. And was
0: like, you should and plead for forgiveness for fucking Adnan Menderes. <laughs> and you've got to remember, like, this is, like the Americans have a bit of an interest in because this is a NATO country. Do you want a NATO country executing its former leader who brought them into NATO? It yes. feels like a bad. I mean, like yes, like I do <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because like it might set the idea that the entry into NATO might have been one of the illegitimate acts of this government, and it wasn't a legitimate act of the government. If if the hunter were being honest, it it absolutely violated the constitution for Turkey to join NATO. But what do I fucking know? I wasn't, I wasn't in the, uh, I wasn't in the hunter, so I didn't get to decide or make that argument. So too bad for me, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's be better like, next time. Aye, it's it's like when people
2: get at you for not voting. I mean, if you're not voting, you're not participating in politics. If you're not part yeah. of the hunter, then you don't have yeah. a say. Sorry, mate. Just yeah, actually,
0: actually, one of the uh, one of the interesting things about the Legs, like, so like the, the so like something we'll talk about like the aftermath of this because this reverbs through Turkish history now from then until now. Um, So, like, Adnan Menderes is eventually rehabilitated. Like, his reputation is rehabilitated, and in the 90s, in 1990 even, and he is, um, he's given his own mausoleum. Like, you know, like Ataturk, but not, obviously not on the scale of the ridiculousness of Unutcovered, but he, um, but Turgut Azar, actually, who is a noted piece of shit, um, whose head is shaped like a fucking cement block, goes to um <laughs> goes to attend the sem- ceremony commemorating him commemorating him like he's completely rehabilitated and later on in 20 in to bring it kind of closer today in 2020 in turkish parliament they symbolically repealed the legal basis for the hunter and the trials that they did now obviously that doesn't bring that doesn't like repeal what happened Adnan Mender is still hanged by a rope but it's a very it's sort of like symbolic of like how, these peop- how attitudes towards these people have changed. And even the people who were jailed were, um, were released under a general amnesty and eventually regained their political rights. Like, Turkey's a lot like the Roman Republic in that if you're tried of a crime, you lose, like, all of your political rights if you've done a political crime. Yeah. It, you know, like, if you were part of... If a coup comes in and decides you were the fucking problem, you are not allowed to be in politics ever again, basically. Except in this very specific case. And yeah, that's um that is more or less where we come to with this and also there is this sort of like idea that um that Adnan, that jamalsel and Ismail Inunu were trying to call the um the executioner to sort of delay the execution to commute it. I think I'm not entirely sure what the deal was um oh yeah, for the execution to be halted, but the uh but the So this is alleged by the Attorney General of Istanbul in two thousand six. They they called for the execution to be halted, but the communication office of the Hunter cut the lines off, (laughs) just so that they could execute him. And so and, and so you can see how attitudes have really shifted towards this guy, even like. And in fact, the party that sort of emerges from the ruins of the Democrat Party is the Adalet Party, which is the Justice Party, which is led by. Suleyman Demiro. <laughs> I've got a
2: new guy I hate. <laughs>
0: you got a new guy. Well, to, don't don't get too invested in hating him because Alpaslan Turkesh is going to form the Nationalist Action Party. Oh
2: no! Or the
0: the infamous the the, the one that tweeted right? Okay, I'm, the one that tweeted about how after a Turkish a footballer playing for a Turkish club was called a slur during a football match said that it was an anti-racist party. (laughs) (laughs) And then I literally quote-tweeted them with a newspaper clipping about their paramilitary being used as mercenaries by apartheid South Africa. And I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah? Okay, cool, buddy. (laughs) Like, come on.
2: Oh my god.
0: Come on. And yeah so we we've got a whole new bunch of political parties to get familiar with in 1961 of of course it's not the Nationalist Action Party yet it it will it will be soon oh sorry Nationalist Movement Party is that what Haraket I guess Haraket can be movement or action I've seen it, I've seen it like translated both ways in English so yeah uh, yeah so I'm not I'm not being held responsible for that mistake uh, <laughs> as if I'm ever held responsible for any mistake I make but yeah. They're not, we, the, we got... uh, they're
1: not the Nationalist Action Party yet. They're the Regional Stationary Party.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, actually, kind of. They're the Republican Villagers Nation Party. <laughs> oh, so, God. kinda. Kinda. You were kinda right about that. Uh, and, and yeah, we'll also in, if we, if we get to 1965, we're going to meet some really interesting political parties. We're going to finally get to talk about a Socialist Party.
2: Hey! It's about but we'll see how far time. we
0: Yeah, it's about time. I mean, yeah, we did talk about the TKP, the Turkish Communist Party, a little bit, but, you know, there's only there's only so much progress we can make. But yeah, I guess next time we will introduce the brand new, the brand new political system in Turkey and how functional and good that is and how everything is fine. The coup came in. It corrected the issue. It it surgically removed the rot at the heart of Turkish politics. And now everything is going to be fine. Absolutely. Also, unrelatedly, do you all know what happened after Julius Caesar was assassinated? I hear it went great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, anyway. Edge. Yeah, I, I hear it went fucking fantastic. So anyway, everyone, that is the episode. We're done. First of 2023, we fucking yep. done it. The uh, big 2-0. Hey. hey, yeah, big 2-0 is episode 20. We are going to have a bonus episode out next week about... Uh, well, actually, ended up not being about this mainly, but the hook is we're going to be talking about turkey and hair transplants <laughs> and why people keep going there for hair transplants and also possibly the funniest type of hair transplant I've ever heard of because people are trying to look like a very particular type of guy, it turns out. <laughs> so yeah, if that's, if that's not the best enticement to go to the bonus episodes on the Patreon, I don't know what is. And before everyone asks me saying you don't know what the best way to do it is, just don't, alright? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sternly scolding our listeners before we go. This is It's 2023, baby. It's the year of the scold. I am truly becoming the work scold. <laughs> At last. Anyway, everyone, we'll catch you on the next one next week if you're on the bonus, in two weeks if you're not. See ya.
1: Catches. Bye, all.